Thanks. Thanks, Ross. Uh, uh, thank you. That's, I don't know if that's true. Uh, um, who bought this chair? ADHD people are not allowed chairs. It's just something else to knock over. Um, good morning. Good morning. And don't you agree that people with big heads should sit at the back? <laughs> Any child will tell you that because they can't see. Okay. I know some of you might be thinking, oh, great, this is awesome. Another um, uh, middle-aged white guy talking about marriage. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> no laughter there. Okay. Um, well, I, that's not true in my case. I'm not middle-aged. <clears throat> Unless I'm planning to live till 110. I'm past middle-aged. And when you get to that side of the of the line, you, you hopefully have got something to say. Let's hope I do. Thank you for having me here today and, and trust me with this message. I know that you've all been uh, in this session. Is this the fourth week? How many weeks is this, Ross? Fifth. I'm the, I'm the, I'm the closer. Um, uh, my wife isn't here, so I'm going to say a few things. She'll be here at the next um, one. That's 10 o'clock, okay. So I'm going to say a few things in this one that I probably won't say later. Um, <laughs> but I'd, I'd like to start off uh, to... Speaking to the men, first of all, especially the married men, uh, am I allowed to ask that question? How many married guys are here? Can I just see your hands? Yeah, this is my message. Don't let your wife die. <laughs> I could end there. Thanks for coming by. Because I'll tell you what happened. Uh, at the end of last year, my wife got sick uh, for a week. Um, well, it was actually only for a day and a half, but it felt like a week, guys. Uh, at the, right at the end of the year where I've got kids and my youngest is still doing ballet at school and she's involved with everything and my wife is on the moms committee at school, parents committee, but there's usually moms, never mind, I don't know, <laughs> never mind, anyway, and I've met all those moms, so anyway, I, I had to, you could look after your wife because I, I had to, I've, let's just say I've met all those people before and others, I've met the moms committee I've been, they, they were so nice, um, but that was when I was with Lisa. When I was Lisa, <laughs> you understand, when I was doing her job, because, uh, you know, it was this final assembly at school and teachers were leaving and there was bags with wine and color-coordinated gift vouchers for Gateway. And, but I wasn't told a lot of that. I was just given a bag, said, go. And I, was, I thought I was early. They would say, where were you? <laughs> Supposed to be here an hour ago. And that was just the beginning, and it was hectic, guys. I, I, I just could not believe how much was meant to be dealt with, what level this coordination took. It was incredible. All right, I don't know how else to say that. It felt like, and also those moms that I'd met before, they were nice, but when I was my wife, they weren't that nice. I won't lie, they weren't that nice to me. There was a different level. The bar for me with her was here, but then when I was her, her for the day, I'm going to take over. I couldn't even see it. It was that's how high I thought it was. There's a different expectation around this stuff that was expected of her. I don't know if that rings true for you. It was hectic. I I, I know the men are laughing. You shouldn't be laughing, guys. This is so serious. <laughs> I I felt like. Um, you know, well, rugby's a good idea. Imagine you were living somewhere out in the boat, I don't know, maybe in another country, you didn't know anything about it, like Iceland, but there behind the volcano, somewhere far away, and someone visited you and said, 
Hi, you, hi, you. Next thing you woke up and you were at King's Park and you were playing rugby <laughs> for the Springboks. <laughs> a prop. I don't care how tough you think you are. You're not tough enough for that. Am I right? If you had no preparation, you don't even know. <laughs> it's kind of, you're going to get bent. That's what happened to me, guys. Uh, uh, that's what happened to me. I got bent. In a day and a half, I was just saying, get well. What's wrong with you? Stop shamming. <laughs> so what if your temperature is 46? Get out of bed. <laughs> okay, I didn't say that out loud, but I was thinking it because I was just completely unprepared for what my wife had been doing without me knowing for years. All right? Uh, so don't let the wife die. And on another point, by the way, I'm almost scared. Am I allowed to say this? Who is the most uh, married pe- people? Who is the most dangerous person in the world? <laughs> if you're not sure if it's true, just look at your wife and if she's smiling. <laughs> Don't worry about Putin sending the KGB. I'm just saying. Your wife doesn't have to do it. Just gives you your tea in the morning. Hi. Oh, mm. oh tastes like almonds. Boof. <laughs> And imagine how irritating you are for her. I'm just, I'm just, get, I'm just trying to be real to start with, okay? In other words, um, life can be challenging. Life is challenging. Um, if you think you've got challenges, you're not alone. Hey? Uh, in fact, life is very challenging. Uh, and, and fortunately, we live in, an, in, in a society where sometimes we're, it's portrayed differently, that it's supposed to be boat drinks and six-packs and, you know, I don't know what it's, but I don't know. I mean, I don't know if you know anyone who really lives that life. I don't know. I know people who put it out there, but I don't know anyone, certainly not anyone who's lived together for any length of time and is happy. No, it's gnarly, guys. It's freaking, it's like, (laughs) in fact, I want to quote um, uh, um, Tim Keller. He passed away recently, but he's a pastor, and he was being interviewed with his wife, and this really stuck with me, and this is what she said. Uh, She said, uh, uh, when thinking about getting married, ask yourself, is this the person I want to spend the rest of my life solving problems with? And for the people who are married uh, for any period of time, does that not ring true? We actually had to make a decision, my wife and I, not long ago, that when we wouldn't only phone each other when there was a problem, because... I, found, I got to a point where whenever the phone rang, I dreaded it because I knew it was a problem. So we said, we have to phone each other just to say, how's it going? Do you need me to pick up this? Can I do that? How's life? Because slowly that became not like deep breathing before you answer the phone. Do I pick it up? Or because we become like Pavlov's dog where we're like, oh my gosh, this is just trouble. Every time my wife is in my life, it's trouble. No. It's not. You're solving problems together. <laughs> no laughter. Let me just cancel that. Uh, can we just bring a photo of me and my wife up there just so people know I am? That's her. Um, it's a, I love this photo because this is when you know someone's watching. Hey. <laughs> you know, if we just took one with no one watching, yeah, the chaos. But uh, that's my wife, and uh, yeah, I, I did well. I did very well. Um, <laughs> When we, I first got married, people used to say to me, is it you up? I said, yeah. They said, ah, oh, ah. Oh. <laughs> Completely 
like, what did you do? I said, now, I made her laugh, and when she stopped, oh, she was pregnant. No, she wasn't. But uh, 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 um, she wasn't, guys. She wasn't. She wasn't. Hey, that guy at the back is laughing too hard. She wasn't. No, uh, it wasn't like that. But a sense of humor is helpful. It's certainly helpful in life. It's been helpful for us. Um, yeah, so let's hope that, you know, I obviously don't know all the answers to this, but I've been thinking about it, and I've been living it for a long time, so let's hope it makes some sense. Okay, can we bring the first slide up, if you don't mind, the scripture? And this is maybe the, the grounding scripture that I hope make, is gonna, we'll be able to work from. It says, uh, Genesis 1.26, And God said, let us make man in our image. Okay, this is when man was made in the Bible. Let's not get, you could put mankind in there. After, after our likeness, and let him have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. It just goes on, like in case you missed it. Dominion. And I think as men, we, we, we've sort of, we'll get to the ladies just now, but I think we've, we quite like that word dominion, you know. I'm in charge. What did I tell you? Don't do that again. But really the context of that is, I feel a better um, uh, reflective insight into that word is let them have responsibility. Let them be responsible for. And that is a completely different, a completely different energy about it, doesn't it? Because in the one, we get the word uh, dominate from, dom from dominion, hey? to dominate. And, and sometimes that becomes our default. We want to control. We do it different ways. We say, no, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll take, I'm in charge. I'll take care of that. Um, and this is before Eve arrives on the scene. But she doesn't get off scot-free shame. Anyway, um, I, I think we do get into that because I think responsibility changes the goal from what I want to what, what, do, what do they need from me? Can you see that? One is a servant mentality. How do I become part of the ecosystem of love here? And uh, I think that this is, from the beginning of time, there's been this wrestle uh, with this idea of what our, our role is. It says here, the meek shall inherit the earth. I, I never liked that. I don't know, if, do you like, does anyone like that? The meek shall inherit the earth? You can put up your hands. I never understood what meek meant. I always thought meek was like, oh, I have to sit down now because I'm, I'm tired. You know, it always felt to me like it was close to weak. It was sort of scared or something. But my understanding, and please correct me if I'm wrong, all the pastors in the front here, is that it is not that at all. In fact, meek is an is a incredible word. I love it. It means to act with restraint, consideration. You know what I mean? To hold back, to like the idea of a horse that wants to gallop, but it's not. It's strong, but it's controlled. It's considered. Is that, is that, is that, is that right, Ross? And uh, thanks. I, I wasn't asking you, but feel free to talk. Uh, no, but thank you. <laughs> no wrestling with this guy. Have you seen him? Woo! <laughs> He's been stung by a whole swarm of bees. Look at that. Uh, he's having an allergic reaction. Thank you, bro. And, and uh, 
um, let, let's put it this way. Have you ever heard that expression, uh, you know, the email, the email you didn't send? You know the one? We say, I, I'm just going to tell this person now. But you don't send it. Hey. Because when you're angry, you, make, you send the best email you ever regret. Because at the time, you're so sure, I'm just going to send and tell that person. It's just like that. I've had enough. When, we, when our pride is pushed on, our ego gets in the way, suddenly we have a very narrow bandwidth of vision. We get all like this. We're like binoculars. I told that guy. And just over here, there's just hyenas. You don't even see them. They're going to bite you. But, you know, you don't see the broader picture. And um, that's the story of my life, guys. I, am, I have always had a, I don't know if it's because I've always felt frustrated. I am on the spectrum of ADHD. So whenever everyone was understanding school, I was like, check the cricket. <laughs> you know, it was always a challenge for me. I was trying to fit in, you know, I was battling. So maybe there was an inherent, the system is not set up for me. You know, the schooling system is not set up for ADHD children. I can tell you that right now. How I ever managed to, there was a lot of saints at my school, teachers, whoo, and they were drinking after hours because shame. <laughs> I was giving them a hard time, guys. But the point is that I, I think I've been very frustrated in my life. I'd always felt like I was failing and failing and not doing well enough. And, not, and that comes out in a toxic way in our relationships later. Now I've got control, I must dominate. And yet, that's the, whoo, that's the path of ruin. Okay, uh, can we just go with the next slide? Um, this is just after the fall, when, or after the decision. It was more, like, like Dallas Willard said, it wasn't really the fall, it was more like the jump. <laughs> no one forced them to eat it. Anyway, um, they, never mind. So, so now this is, um, to the woman, this is God himself speaking to, to Eve. I will make your pains in childbearing very severe, with painful labor, you will give birth to children. Your desire will be for your husband, and he will rule over you. It's, it's horrible. Just like, how about that for a, there's my blessing. Go forth and have a terrible life. <laughs> and yet, and, and when you think of that, I, I was just looking at that afterwards. I said, uh, children and men would be problematic. <laughs> Who knew? Anyway... <laughs> Um, the, the, the idea in this, the reason I put it up is because there's this, very much this underlying sentiment that you will try to control your husband, that you'll wish to have him as your buffer, as someone who, you know, and that that will be your default now. You will look for your, your, your meaning through him at this stage. You will, you know, use, there is a manipulative element to this. And... Um, and so maybe because of our muscle structure, maybe, you know, do you understand that men are muscle, no matter what, let's not get into the gender debate right now, but literally men's muscle structure is generally different, that we have a different strength output. We have, so there is a vulnerability there. So let's use this guy to do what we need and he's going to look after and do, that there is this manipulative element to that. Um, who here wishes a husband would do just what he's told? <laughs> Yes, you can put up your hands. Come on, come on, guys, come on. You know better, and the truth is that often, I've seen this now because I've been alive for a while, you do know better. See, I'm not joking, you do know better about certain things. Because 
believe me, I've seen where the bar is for, for a lot of that stuff. You've thought about it, you've talked about it. There's been a, there's been an, uh, there's been a, a culture where things are discussed and you come home and, okay, we've come to a conclusion, you need to be better. Are you going to play golf? What's happening? Okay. <laughs> of course, of course, there's such a frustration there. Um, you see, power, we use our power to try and dominate on one side and to control and manipulate on the other. That's what I found about me. That's what I have done. I've said, because uh, guys, uh, you know when your wife or your partner comes home and says, this woman in the thing, she's always saying this, and then sometimes she just does that, and I'm, so, I'm thinking, you're still talking to this woman. Why? Tell her to, tell her to go away. <laughs> Why are you still in God? I've got the perfect solution. Pal, just get rid of that one. You understand? That's the way we think. Man, problem? Pfft, solve it. In fact, uh, it took me a long time to, to realize, you know, when you're having discussion with your wife, to stop and go, is this a listening moment? <laughs> or is this a solution moment? What are we, are we trying to solve or are we just listening right now? Please tell me because I don't know. I've got eight things I know you should do right now, but I don't want to say, am I supposed to nod or not? Do you understand? Me as men, we, this is hectic stuff for us, guys. We just, come on, that's so simple. Get rid of her. What a, there's lots of things in my head now. I can't stand church. You know, she's uh, whatever. Yes? But that doesn't seem to, the, certainly not the way my wife works. There's always a reconnection. There's, a, there's value. The, it, that, that, that social connectivity is so much more complex. And that's why when... Old, you go to an old age facility, the women have got 40 friends, and the men are dead. <laughs> because they have much healthier social bonds. We need help with that. We need help with that. We, we, we're desperate to say, you know, not, this hard edge, cut them off, do this, you know, boundaries. Like, you know, those lions in this, have you seen them in the Serengeti? They run around, and this is their domain. They do a small pee over there, and then, and then they do that, and this is mine. And they're so busy protecting the outside that inside chaos is reigning, you know. That seems to be what, what we do. No work, this, pom, 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 everything is fine. Oh, my wife's having an affair with a gym instructor. Sorry, that wasn't funny, but it's true, isn't it? And because we, and now, how did that happen? Why? Well, because that's not the point. That's not the point. See, Jesus' way, God's way has always been to serve. How do we serve? Can we bring up that next slide, please? However, each one of you also must love his wife as he loves himself. And the wife must respect her husband. Wow, that's quite offensive to the modern ear. But um, I think, obviously to the people of the day, the uh, Greco-Roman world, this was scandalous, guys, so scandalous. You know, women were possessions, to love someone. I mean, the, the values, the values uh, 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 scales were so lopsided. You know, women honestly didn't even have a, there were possessions in those days. Children were non-entities until 13 or something. And yet Jesus comes along with a new way and says, 
basically put your wife before yourself. People didn't know what to do with that. And it says, respect your husband. When, when I read this, I was like, that's a very short list, isn't it, of criteria? Don't you think? I thought, well, that's, is that it? And does she have to love us? Does she? I'm asking you, does she have to? Do you know what I think, guys? I'm not, this is not a trick question. I'm wondering whether, you know when your default setting is to go to a place, and God says, don't go there. Maybe God knows that your problem is not. Yes, your problem, ladies, maybe you're, on a whole, your problem is not loving, nurturing, caring. That's in, that's in your character. Yes? But what, what is in there, our default setting maybe is to go, you know, manipulate in the background. And that's respect. Respect is when you're, there's clarity, there's, there's consideration. We're not trying to use you for something. We're saying, I will respect you, even when I don't agree. The man is, his, his default setting is to control, dominate, have it. He says, no, 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 that's not the way, serve. See, it's not, this is not a list. This is, don't go back to your default setting. Don't go there, because that's death. Yes? All that other stuff is in there, you know. If you keep running into walls, uh, I wouldn't say to you, hey, man, you know, when you sleep at night, if you sleep on your right side, you won't snore. I say, hey, stop running into the wall, pal. That's bad for you. Yes? Or put a big cushion on there so you just, it's not so bad. Whatever. What I'm saying is you're addressing a specific issue, and that's, this is the issue. We mustn't get offended by the language. God is, God is saying, Jesus, the new way is saying, don't go there. Don't go back. There's a new way where we serve each other. Uh, in another scripture in Ephesians, it says, uh, give up your life for your wife. Give it up. Be under her. You know, this is mutual sub, uh, submission, which was scandalous then, and it's still a scandalous now. Because we were talking, uh, you were talking earlier about we need to give up our lives to the Lord. And, you know, there was a time when I thought I had done that, but I really hadn't. <laughs> because there's so much in here lurking. The sinful nature, and God is so kind in fact, God is the kindest person I know. And he, he, is, he is not a dictator. He doesn't say, I'll take that and that. He waits for you. He waits for you to offer it up. He says, when you're ready, give that to me. I don't know if anyone's here when they were, if they are Christians and they've given their life away, they were willing to just give it all up. I, in my life, I found that there's been bit by bit. I'm still holding on to that. Lord, will you take it? Then I find there's a change. I didn't even know about it. And then it, it reveals to me, this is still a problem. Lord, can you help me here? Because God is changing me and you guys, maybe, at a speed you can stand where you still get to be you. I still get to be me. I don't have to be Ross. I'm still a comedian. When I first became Christian, I thought, that's it. I'm going to, where's the most dangerous place? I'm going to tell people about Jesus. And then I went to see my eldership and they said, has the Lord spoken to you? I said, no, but just stay where you are. You're, not, you know, you're a baby anyway. You've just started. You know? 
Just wait, 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 wait. God, I don't have to be something else to be a Christian. I can just be me, the best version of me. And we hand it over bit by bit. And those, the, the, we still get to be ourselves, and just the best version of ourselves. It, we are a new person. I mean, obviously, scripturally, that's correct. But we get to do that like new sprouts, bit by bit. It's, it's so beautiful. I love it. Um, I've, I've lost my way, as, as I knew I would. Um, if you wish to keep your life, you must give it up, surrender. If you wish to keep your wife, <laughs> sacrifice. Yeah, ladies, controlling your husbands. How's that? If anyone's tried it, I mean, there may be people whose husbands isn't here today, but you've just been desperate to get them here, you know? You've got to give that up, you know? When, I, when Lisa became a Christian before me, she, she really, six years, and I was in a terrible place, terrible. I was dying. We just lost a child. I was trying to just tough it out, and she was going to church, and she was praying for me, and she was, and, but she never said, you know, I'm much better than you now. In fact, what she did say is one day, I was in the bath, I'll never forget that. She came back and said, you know, we had this talk at church today, and uh, the pastor, the guy was saying that if I go to church as a woman, as a mother, the kids will always think it's, it's like a hobby. But if you go to church even twice a year, the children think this is worth taking seriously. That's what the stats say. I was like, oh, that's nice. She says, would you not come to church? I said, yeah, sure, I'll come. I wasn't anti-Christian. I actually thought, I might even thought I was a believer. You know, yeah, I've got that. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> Quite manipulative when I think about it. She was pretty smart there. <laughs> Thank God for her, you know. She was praying for me every day, looking after me. She was the buffer around me. She was the leader, spiritual leader in my home for years, still now, many, many things. Incredible, you know. And for many people, that's the journey. We carry each other's weight. We carry each other because we love each other, you know. Amazing. Um, I said here, when, you, when we dominate, we seem to add weight. When we serve, we carry the weight. Let's be helpful I love that because in the beginning when, when Eve arrived, he said, this is the, someone who's going to be so helpful and it's so true, you know. But we as men, we also need to be helpful, you know. We must be very careful of the domination spirit because it sneaks in, especially in our culture. Let's be honest, guys. South African culture, we're many things, we're robust with that, but is that sort of, you know, what we would call, in my language, boiki, you know, yeah, <laughs> rugby beer, come on, it's great. It's great on Saturdays night when you're by yourself or whatever. But it's, in general, it's, it, has a, it has a toxic side. Now, we need to remain servants. I'm saying, I'm saying a lot of things. Now, um, can I just say that I've written here, uh, a lot of people I speak to say, yeah, that's great, no marriage, but I'm not feeling it. Have you had that? Not feeling it. Let's remember, uh, marriage is a decision. We felt it, we felt it, then we made a decision. You know, that like a train, you know the train, in the front of the train is an engine, and that's the decision, right? Then all the feelings are in the back, in the passenger compartment, and they're all, you know, and then you, then you can have an opinion at the back there. Uh, yes, look, I don't like this, mm, this green upholstery, don't like it, doesn't matter, this is your, you know, but look at this, oh, I don't, but the train is on the track, because you've made a decision. We're not two-minded, we, 
the Lord tells us we are two-minded people, very dangerous, especially in this. This is a primarily earthly relationship with each other. Um, but what happens is we put, we put our emotions, especially in the modern context, feelings are everything. I'm not feeling it. We put it in the front, in the engine, then the thing just goes, the train just goes, turns into a North Korean missile. Right? <laughs> Flying over the forest, into the mountain. It's a chaos. Feelings are no... No, they're not good judges of appropriate action, decisions. They're made in love. Um, or problems. Now, I don't know how anyone else feels. I've had lots of problems in my life, but uh, I heard this the other day where you, might, you, you, know, you deal with the problem. Have you heard that? So like this is a table. You say, oh, put the problem. You hear people say, I put the problem on the table. And my wife was there, and I was here, and then I, I said, let, let, me, let me we address the problem. Heard that? I mean, a lot of people have heard that. But the problem is that you go, okay, I'll go first. I'll try and shoot the problem, right? Because you go, and often that table is stainless steel. So we go, flesh wound on the other side of the table. And she says, oh, let me also have a chance at shooting the problem. Takes out a bigger gun. Eventually, not even aiming at the problem. You're both bleeding to death. The problem's not even injured. It's doing a river dance over here. Can we make a suggestion? It's, it's a mental thing, and I understand it's not easy. Dealing with problems, try and get, before you start, on the same side of the table. Can you? Just make an agreement to say, I'm not going to be offended. Let's try to be here so we don't, we don't kill each other with a ricochet. So let's give ourselves freedom. Let's be on the same side of the table. Uh, it, 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 you know, say, basically, my intention is to help you and me, not just to help me. That's how we do it. Um, uh, same side of the table. <laughs> Guys, what I've realized as a man is that, I, that I, for me, power, power, because this is the power dynamic. I mean, that's what I was supposed to talk on. I don't know if I have. Um, <laughs> power can be an incredibly toxic thing. Can we agree? We just have to look at our world leaders and realize so few of them do it right. Eh? And even people we know who have power very quickly becomes, mm, it goes off. In fact, power, I feel, has a shorter shelf life than, you know, sushi <laughs> in a supermarket. I, can I make a suggestion that every night, be prepared to hand your power back. Be prepared. Give it to the Lord. Say, Lord, I may have authority today, but tomorrow I'm happy not to have. Cleanse that. And, he will, and he, of course, he'll give it back to you if it's important. He will give you back the power that you need. Now, if you're in a place of authority and that, I understand. I can't talk too long. But I think it's so important to be prepared to sacrifice that. Give it back. Now, this is not a self-help program. Eh? I, I understand that. But love is a verb. Can we just... Uh, now, before we get to that, can I... I, I, I want to put a slide up of a... This is how we can help. This is how we actively say, Lord, I'm with you. Not that we change by ourselves, but we say, 
we need to be active in, in changing things in our relationship that aren't working. That means giving it over to the Lord and being honest about it. I'm going to put a little list of things up here, and we're not going to talk about it, but if any of these trigger you, keep it and work on it. Because this is how we give our power. This is how we hand it back. Can we put that list up? How are you listening? If you're not good, try it. Don't talk. I have friends who talk. Wow, it's unbelievable. <laughs> try not to have the last word, even if you're right. If you've got children, try it with them. Ooh, it's a killer. <laughs> Gratitude. Are you grateful? Love by decision. Have you made that decision? Make it. Forgiveness. Forgiveness is not, is not everything goes away. It just means I make a decision to forgive. If any of those trigger you, please write it down in your heart. Practice it because what that does is it opens the cupboard for the Lord to move in. Because uh, this is not passivity. Grace, we need to be active in faith by saying, here, I'm actively, actively moving into this. I, I believe you're working with me. I'm stepping into it. Okay? Passivity, I just wait for God to do everything. I don't know if that works, guys. Love is a verb. Can we put that up there? Love is a verb. It's a doing word. You've got to do, do love. Do it, do it, do it. Da, ba, da, ba. A lot of guys are saying, I knew there was a reason I came to church. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. It's, you're going, getting confused between two words. The first one is love and the other one is love, baby. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Be active in your love. Love is very wide. You'll find that when you work at love, serving, being there, your, your, your wife, your husband will, will see it. They'll say, what's going on? Is, is, is he on a new medication? What is going on here? <laughs> yes, it's the Holy Spirit. Okay, once you do that, it's going to change. The more you love actively, the more you learn. It tends to happen. Okay, it tends to happen. All right? It tends to happen. Yeah, it's, the, it's the microwave versus the poiki. I heard that analogy the other day. The men are more like microwaves. Are we ready? The woman was more like, no, nah, no, nah, you had to start that fire seven hours ago. But, <laughs> uh, sorry about that. I couldn't help myself. <laughs> Guys, I, I've got to finish up, but you, this is not a self-help program. The only way we do this, we're in the perfect place to do this. I don't know how, where you guys are with your faith. Only God allows this change to happen really. Only him. I've, I've, I've tried it on my own. Even as a Christian, I tried it on my own. Whereas when, when, sometimes I find when God is my only way, he is everything. Yes? Have you also found that? He was my own, I had no other solution. The Lord came. The Lord is the kindest, most intelligent, brilliant person in the universe. And he has his, his best intentions are for you. But you have to be active in saying, Lord, I surrender to you. As much as you can. It's a process. Like marriage is a process. We don't get everything right. We, we, we're moving towards eternity. This is an incredible thing. We, we are training for reigning. We reign with the Lord forever. That is our destination. But for now we are training in an understanding 
of what that means. And one of the brilliant ways we do that is in our marriages. That's how we grow. I've run out of time. Um, do you mind? Am I allowed to pray? Can I pray? Can we pray together? Father God, I, I thank you for these people who came out on a Sunday morning just to hear me. Who knows? Lord, let your spirit speak to them. We pray your Holy Spirit would heal the wounds that are here. Do the things that only you can do, Father. You'd be kind and amazingly clever with our problems. Lord, you'd be with us. You would never let us fall. We thank you. We thank you for the lives that are here. We thank you for young people who are thinking about risking all with, with someone else. Like you, the Trinity, Lord, you're a community. And we enter that space with you. We thank you, Lord, now for all that you're going to do in this place. And with these, your children, we pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for having me here today, guys.